The following program is sponsored by Senior Class Media. Welcome to Senior Class on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. You've graduated from the workforce and made it to retirement. So go to the head of the class. Senior Class Radio is your source for senior citizen-related topics, information, and entertainment. Now, it's time for Senior Class on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. Good morning and welcome to Senior Class. My name is Skylar Cooper, sitting in for Russell Mills this morning on this uh, rainy Sunday morning. Here with Rusty McMurray. Good morning, Rusty. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing very well. It's one of those things where you uh, work a few extra days and you feel it, but I'm happy to be here on a Sunday morning. I like getting up early and and doing things on the weekends. I appreciate you sitting in with Russell. He's had a busy week. Yeah, he's out there uh, emceeing the Blue Dome Arts Festival, so uh, he gets very, very busy this weekend, and usually it's one of those things he's just not going to be able to work in his, his regular radio duties, but we're happy to fill in and sit in for him. Hey, and I did get a chance to come out and sit and listen to your set last Friday. You and Russell actually play music together in a group you've named AMFM. How apropos. Yeah, of course. So we, we named that with <laughs> uh, the radio reference, AMFM, but also it kind of fits our, you know, Russell, Russell's older than me, so AM, AM radio came first, right? Mm-hmm. And then the FM radio came later, so that's how that I happened. Love it. <laughs> it is. I want to welcome live to the studios my co-host, Brittany Burridge, from the Linda assisted living and memory care. Brittany, thanks so much for waking up with us today. I'm excited to be here. Oh, as, as always. always. As always. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. You wake up, you have twins, you have a couple of other kids, and, and I saw by Facebook you took a an opportunity to get away with the older kids and go yes, roller skating. We roller skated and we swam. <laughs> I was in bed by like 8.30 last night and my whole body hurts today. There you go. But it was so fun. Well, live in the studios today, we have uh, the founders of Push, Push, Pray. It's a local area foundation. I want to welcome to the studio Sterling Thomas. Sterling, thanks for taking time to share your passion and your story. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. And then also live in the studios, we have his uh, mother, Sharon Thomas. Sharon, thanks for waking up with us today and sharing your heart and soul about Push, Push, Pray. Good morning. Thank you for the opportunity. All right. So we're going to go into a little bit of the history. Our families have known each other, uh, Sharon, for quite some time. We moved into the same neighborhood as you guys lived in when I think my son was uh, starting kindergarten. So uh, Sterling, you and Forrest, my son, are very similar in age. You actually were in the same grade and grew up since what kindergarten? Yeah, uh, we've known each other pretty much our whole lives. Always played on the same sports teams, whether it's uh, football, basketball, or baseball. So, uh, known each other quite quite a while. And and it's really nice because your father and I had the opportunity to coach basketball when you guys were in grade school, and we built some great memories. And the one thing I remember more than anything is that um, you had the natural ability for athletics. You did from a long period of time. I mean, it, it wasn't um, it wasn't unheard of for people that had seen you for the first time to say, you know, how he was at natural with regards to your speed and your agility, not only on the baseball, basketball, but on the football field. So tell us a little bit about your passion for sports and, and that early part of your, uh, your athletic career. Um, I've played sports my whole life. Uh, my parents, um, as soon as they knew I could kick a ball or shoot a basketball, they put me in a sport. And so <laughs> soccer is the first sport I played, and that's where my speed really opened up. And um, you could really tell I was a lot faster than a lot of other kids. And so um, a little while after that, after that, I started playing football. And mm-hmm. I just fell in love right after, and became, it became my favorite sport. 
And so um, running around the field and playing running back and be able to score touchdowns was just my favorite part of the game. It really is. And our kids went to Union Public Schools, so it is highly competitive for those sports, uh, those starting positions. And normally by junior high, high school, they're, they're pushing the athletes to, to one particular sport, and you chose football. Now, football is a high-contact sport, a little bit different than soccer or, or baseball. So, um, Brittany, you have a young boy. Yes. And uh, what's your son's name? His name's Wyatt. Is he's and, nine exactly? And <laughs> your husband played football in college as well. Is yes. that correct? Yeah, he was quite the athlete. He played for Jinx. So, but he's older than uh. you, so he would not have played against you. <laughs> <laughs> We're old. <laughs> We're old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but looking now, um, what you know and what we've learned about concussions and sports injuries, mm-hmm. what are you going to do? Maybe a little bit different as you raise your young boy. Well, actually, it's kind of not up to me. My husband has already made that decision for our family. He's had both of his knees redone completely. He tore Mm -hmm. all of the ligaments in his knees and he's had to have multiple surgeries. So he does not want our son playing football. He Mm -hmm. feels that uh, maybe wrestling is the way to go or baseball. Um, So we're still kind of trying things out for him to see where he, where he's happiest. Exactly. But He's, he doesn't like. He didn't want him to play football. I, I think it's important that as parents you support your children mm-hmm. um, in the sports that they can excel at. Now Sterling, um, and, and I agree. I mean, my my son has had those same surgeries. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they played football together, and you know it is a uh, a dangerous, high impact mm-hmm. uh, sport, but. You fall in love with it. And yeah. Sterling, I remember seeing you um, not only on offense, but on defense and, you know, running those punts back and, you know, having the opportunity to play safety. It, it was outstanding and a pleasure to watch. So after you and Forrest won, gosh, what, about three or four gold state championship yeah, rings? About three. <laughs> about three. Um, you went on to play football at uh, Lindenwood. Yes, correct. And uh, tell us a little bit about what it was like to uh, get that scholarship offer and uh, have that signing day and, and to be able to go and, and play uh, important football. I mean, and have your college education paid for. What was that like? Um, it was incredible. It was just something that I always looked forward to growing up. I knew I wanted to play college football and help my family out and mm-hmm. be able to um, get that paid for so they wouldn't have to worry about it. And so going up to St. Louis to play, um, it was just pretty much a dream. Um, I really enjoyed the city, and I enjoyed the team and the coaches, and they really took care of me up there. Well, and that's what I like is that it is um, – is it a Division One, Division Two? Division Two. two. Is it a Division Two? so mm-hmm. it was a little bit smaller school, mm-hmm. but the camaraderie there was outstanding. And it was a good, a good team as well. Yeah, definitely. We went, um, I believe, 8-3 and three that year. So um, that was our first year coming up to MIAA. Uh, the higher division. They were NAIA at first. And so um, my first year, they came up into the Division II. Mm-hmm. Well, awesome. Sharon, explain to me how exciting it must have been to see your son get a college scholarship to play ball. Because that's really the dream of a lot of individuals, but probably less than 1% of high school athletes actually get those full-ride scholarships to to college. Sharon, what was that like for you and Mike, your husband? It was very exciting. I was really proud of Sterling for all the accomplishments he has made through high school, academically and with his sports. I mean, he was very driven and disciplined. That's something sports taught him is the discipline and living like a champion. So that's something we're really proud of him to be able to have the opportunity to do. 
And, and that is really where you're at today. As you continue to live uh, a champion, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about your sports injury and that aftermath. But you've had the drive for perfection and to be at the top since I've known you. And I think that probably comes from the foundation that your parents give you. Yeah, definitely. And your faith. Mm-hmm. Can you talk just a little bit about that, the drive and and um, your foundation of faith before we go to break? Yeah, definitely. So. Um, my parents, they always raised me to do my best, and they raised me in the church. We, we go to church every Wednesday and every Sunday, mm-hmm. and so God has been a big impact, has had a big impact in my life. So um, those times when um, I, might be, I might be down or might go through adversity, um, you know, I just always prayed and kept my faith. And that foundation, those foundational faith-based principles are what gets you me and everyone through difficult times if you want more information on the push push pray foundation go to their website sharon is at pushpushpray.com or pushpushpray.org dot org that's pushpushpray.org Skyler? yeah when we get back from the break we will talk a little bit more about the history of their foundation and sterling's injury and again that's pushpushpray.org thank you for the very nice bracelet from push push pray right here you're listening to senior class we're back in just a couple of minutes on news 1023 and am 740 krmg Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Class on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. I'm Skylar Cooper in for Russell Mills this week here with Rusty McMurray and Brittany Burridge. And we've been talking today to Sterling and Sharon Thomas about Push, Push, Pray. And that they gave me this really nice bracelet. It's pushpushpray.org. And Rusty, we've been learning a little bit more about Sterling in our first segment. We were talking about his history growing up and playing football with your boy. Yes, he is a three-time state champion here in 6A football for the Union Redskins. Sterling Thomas went on to play football for Lindenwood in St. Louis. And what position did you play, Sterling? I played defensive back. You played a D-back. So that takes a little bit of speed, and you have to know how to hit. Yes. So uh, you probably enjoyed that position because you got to deal out more hits than you really took. Yeah, definitely. That's why I chose defense. (laughs) That's a fact. That is a fact. Well, we're talking about safety in sports. Well, let's talk about how you ended up in the chair that you sit in now and the injury that um, about cost you your life. Yeah. Um, So... Um, playing as a freshman, um, it's always exciting to get some game time. As in. a starter, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. So um, I went in for uh, just a normal play and uh, noticed that the ball was passed. During the play, the ball was passed on the other side of the field. And so the receiver was crossing the field at that time. And um, I thought this was my chance to make a big play. And he didn't see me coming. So um, I thought I'd catch him off guard. And as that was happening, his teammate, which was the receiver I was actually guarding at the time, came in and blocked me. And at that time, I was knocked off guard before um, I was ready to make the tackle. Mm-hmm. And so when I was going in for the tackle, my head dropped and kind of hit wrong. And so that kind of um, so severed my neck and caused me to have a spinal cord injury. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you were unconscious on the field. And with any spinal cord injury, its speed to the emergency room is critical. Sharon, let's talk about some of that time in between. Now, were you and Mike actually at the stadium during the game? No, we were at home, and we were actually watching it on our laptop. Mm-hmm. And the game was the first televised game that Lindenwood was going to air that year, and it, it played later on Cox, later in that afternoon. Yes. So what was it like watching that? I've got to ask. Well, I didn't actually see the impact. I didn't really realize that Stern was in at the time playing, 
And Mike said, Sterling's down. And he said, pack your suitcase. Oh, my god! And so that was the first thing mm-hmm. that I did. I just went up and just threw things in the suitcase. And we started heading that way um, to Lindenwood. And that's a six-hour drive. So that was the longest drive we've ever had to make. Mm-hmm. And as we were driving, the neurosurgeon called and said, we cannot wait for you all. We're going to have to go ahead and t- do surgery. And he said that your son has quadriplegia. So being a registered physical therapist, I realized mm-hmm. what that involved. And he was devastated, too. He said, this is the worst call I would have to make to anybody. So when I heard that that was happening, I just got on the phone with everybody. And Adrian was one of the key people. Mm-hmm. As a mama skin, you know, we support yes. each other. So I said, Adrian, we're going to need support. I said, more than cards and flowers and candy, we're going to need financial assistance. Because I knew with quadriplegia, that's a very expensive lifestyle. It is. And so we were devastated. But we got on the phone with a lot of people and we asked for their prayers. I mean, you cannot go through something like this without asking prayers and having God with you. Well, we all believe in the power of prayer and the power of healing. And it's been a tough road, Sterling. I mean, the aftermath of the injury alone was life-changing. But the spiritual foundations that you've been able to uh, not only maintain but share with others has given you that sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So that being said, with that sense of purpose, during that aftermath, Sharon, it's so important that you get to the hospital quickly. And you've met another individual that had a similar injury that didn't he play or was playing the University of uh, Tulsa? Um, he's playing the University of Tulane. Okay, but he was okay. He was played, at Tulsa when, he was it, at Tulsa actually, when it yes. happened. And can you tell us about that individual and how you two have become friends? Um, yeah, Devin Walker, he is from New Orleans. Mm-hmm. He was up... Um, Actually, a couple months before my injury, he was playing at Tulsa University, and that's when his injury occurred. And um, we both ended up going to Atlanta for our rehab, and we met there and kind of just kept each other pushing. Well, yeah, and let's kind of talk about that. You know, the aftermath, you had surgery, you know, you didn't have uh, nearly the prognosis that um, I see you're able to do now. And Sharon, as a, as a mother, seeing that, how are you able to, not just with the power of prayer and your support group, how are you able to be there for your son? How are you able to be there for Sterling so he didn't lose hope as a, a young athlete with uh, national prospects, with a national you know, scholarship? How did you support him as a mother? I think through research and moving forward, we just said, what's next? What's next? So we got on the Internet. We saw where do we need to go from there? That's how we found Shepherd. We looked mm-hmm. up the top 10 accredited rehab facilities for spinal cord injury. That's very crucial. No matter what the challenge is, make sure you go to an accredited facility just for spinal cord injury or whatever your, your assistance is. So that's why we chose Shepherd because the first few years of getting how to care for yourself is very important. What do you do to care and make sure you can ward off complications of this injury? Um, so that's what we did. We kept moving forward. What's next from here? What's next from there? And one thing I had to realize, you've got to be thankful for the small, minute progress mm-hmm. that you make. And let Sterling know he was doing a good job along the way because I kept moving forward. Okay, what's next? So I had to slow down and think about what he's going through and, you know, encouraging him along that way. 
What was it like, Sterling, emotionally going through that and, you know, those that 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 first aftermath, you know, where you had come to the realization that your life wasn't going to quite be the same anymore and you had a long road to hoe. Did you have the same tenacity that you did when you were setting those uh, those state records in the quarter or, you know, in the mile? I mean, did you fight it and did you attack it with the same zeal and vigor? Um, it's at first it was kind of just an up and down road. Um, when I was first injured, you know, I was in the hospital for two weeks in St. Louis mm-hmm. and I didn't know exactly what happened to me. Um, back in high school, my senior year, I, I got a, a stinger. Yeah. I'm not sure if you know what that that is, mm-hmm. but it's when you have kind of a, a numb, shock instance that, yeah, numb feeling. A, it, it deadens the whole side of your body yeah. or wherever you got the yeah, stinger. just one side. And so I kind of felt like that's what happened to me. Um, it was just my whole body this time, and it was going to take a lo- little longer for me to recover. Mm-hmm. And so I wasn't, I didn't know what a spinal cord injury was. I didn't know that I had suffered one, um, but they told me I was going to rehab in Atlanta. I was like, okay, this is mm-hmm. a lot more serious than I thought it'd be. And a few weeks into Atlanta, um, you know, I kind of, it kind of came up to me what I actually had. Right. And, um, you know, I talked to people who's been in wheelchairs for 10, 15 years. I'm like, that's not going to be me. There's, there's no way that's going to be me. Cause you know, I don't deserve that. I'm, you know, it's nothing in life that, um, you know, I had to do to, right. For this to happen to me. Right. And so, um, after time passed, I came to a realization, well, you know, God knows what he's doing. He's, he's allowed this to happen for a reason. So I'm going to follow his path and, you know, stick to what he has in tune for me. And you've been an inspiration uh, for not only the people at the Rehabilitation Center, but through your Push Push Pray Foundation, you're reaching out and, and doing a lot for other individuals as well in the same situation. Yeah, definitely. I felt like I was put on a platform by being a football player and my um, my game being aired. And so a lot of people knew about my injury. And I've met people who um, were in car wrecks and were alone for hours or um, mm-hmm. it was a while before someone knew what that mm-hmm. they, were, they were missing. And so I felt like the platform I was on, I was able to um, get my story out there to help other people. If you want more information about the Push Push Pray Foundation, go to pushpushpray.org. They're always looking for volunteers and there's upcoming special events where you could just donate. Want to talk about an upcoming event that you have, Brittany? Coming oh. up this Thursday, oh, yes. we're doing a luau yeah. at the Sorry, Lincoln. I'm like so enthralled in this story. I didn't realize you were talking to me. Um, yes, we are having a luau and pig roast, and it's open to the public, so anybody can come. You guys are more than welcome to come. And that's this, this upcoming Thursday. It's Thursday at 4, um, from 4 to 7. It's kind of a come and go thing, but it's just a way to invite the community and just, you know. It will be so much fun. Yeah, I plan yeah. on being there. That's this upcoming Thursday. For our listeners that don't know where the Linden Assisted Living and Memory Care is, where are they? located? It is at 10802 East 81st Street. So that's 81st and Highway 169 right across the street from Academy. It's a brand new building. Um, and it's not just for, you know, seniors. It's for anybody. So mm-hmm. we'll Very we'll active lifestyle. For, It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, There'll we'll be some stuff kids, for kids. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. So. Well, I've never seen a pig roast. Oh, yeah. That's Ooh. something you got to go to. It's going to be so fun. <laughs> You're listening to Senior Class. This is KRMG. Today, our guest, Sterling Thomas, his mother, Sharon, talking all about Push, Push, Pray. And again, that's pushpushpray.org. We're going to check the uh, forecast at the bottom of the hour. It's a little rainy. We're also going to get uh, updated news from the 24-hour Fox News Center. When we come back, we're going to talk more with Sterling and Sharon about Sterling's recovery 
and some of the shortfalls he may have encountered after this injury. What a powerful story, guys. Thank you so much for sharing this. We're going to take a quick break. We're back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Senior Class. It's News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Class. This is News 1023 KRMG. Skylar Cooper this morning sitting in for Russell Mills and Rusty McMurray and Brittany Burridge in the studio as always. And our special guests today, Sterling and Sharon Thomas. And also, if you have any questions, any comments from what you hear we're talking about today, text us at 95920. Rusty, we've been hearing this very powerful story from Sterling and his mother, Sharon. And now we want to talk a little bit more about the recovery, some of the shortfalls, and sort of what life has been like since this injury. Sterling Thomas suffered a spinal cord injury while playing football at the University of Lindenwood. Certainly, how many years ago was that? Um, it's about five and a half years now. About five and a half years ago. It's been a tough road to recovery. Um, during that initial first 12 to 18 months, Sharon, I'll tell you, it had to be overwhelming, not just emotionally for your son, seeing what he was going through, but financially. You had mentioned Atlanta, and I know how many trips you've taken to the rehabilitation center in Atlanta, and Folks don't realize it's a financial obligation going through what you've gone through. It really was, but the community really surrounded us, and that's why we were overwhelmed with gratitude and um, just thankful for what the community did. Uh, People had raised money. Mm -hmm. Of course, we had insurance, and the school had insurance, but there's still a lot of -of out-of-pocket expense that you have for uh, getting the treatment that you need. Well, and that's right, because, Brittany, can you imagine there aren't a lot of individuals that have the opportunity to have a school behind you that has that insurance? And there have to be a lot of folks out there that have a spinal cord injury that don't have the support group you put together. And that's really why you put together Push, Push, Pray, not only to encourage those individuals, but to help them in their some of those financial shortfalls. Sterling, Sharon? Yeah, um, we just wanted to get people the education that they needed to be able to progress as much as they can, and especially in those first few years, because those first few years are really important. Um, it can determine how much recovery you get or how healthy you are in the future. Mm-hmm. So the whole premise of push, push, pray, I mean, it's, it kind of implies it in the name, but I think what um, Sharon has been saying this whole time that's so important is not standing still. Mm-hmm. So, and I think that that's such a good message for anybody that's going through anything, whether it be a physical injury or emotional turmoil or mm-hmm. a loss or, you know, whatever you're grieving, I think that that's such an important message to not stand still and to just keep moving forward. Even like you were saying, you know, every little tiny baby exactly. step counts. So I, I just love that message. I think that that's such an important message of hope and encouragement. So I appreciate you guys really sharing that. Yes, and and, and they do. I mean, Push, Push, Pray not only serves our local folks, but you've been able to reach out and help people all across the country. Can you share with us a story of what Push, Push, Pray has done for someone? Um, yeah, just recently, a uh, guy in Texas, he mm-hmm. um, applied for a grant to go to a rehab facility down there. And they contacted us and asked if we could help out with that. And we definitely did. That's so cool. And and that's what it's about is getting the word out that your organization does exist. So you take financial donations. Mm -hmm. In addition, Sharon, I know that you do a lot of fundraising events. And I'm sure some volunteers would be nice. Yes. And you were talking about how Push, Push, Pray have helped 
individuals. Mm-hmm. We have several encounters. When we travel, you know, I, I'm a very vocal and social person, and I talk with people. Mm-hmm. Um, I was visiting one of the ladies at the hotel that we stay at, and she told me that her brother had recently had a spinal cord injury, and he happened to be a veteran, and I told her about our Push, Push, Pray, and also the Crispy Reeves Foundation. The Crispy Reeves Foundation is a federally funded organization that helps all neurological patients, not just um, spinal cord injuries. Oh, wow. And so I was able to direct them. And then another tragedy happened just when we were in Atlanta. Uh, A friend of mine's, her daughter's friend, they were on their honeymoon out of the country. And her, it's on our Facebook page where he had been shot in the neck and he became Mm. a spinal cord injury. Oh, my God. So I was able to talk to her step by step while she was on the phone talking to this individual. And she said, I'm texting everything or telling her everything that you're telling me. And I said, first find an accredited spinal cord injury center because your first few years is crucial learning how to take care of yourself. But the most important thing for someone suffering with a spinal cord injury is to keep your mind in the game. You've got to be mm-hmm. present because no matter what information is coming at you, you need to be receiving it and applying it to your life or it won't be any benefit to you. Right. And Sharon, you were talking before about uh, post-traumatic growth. Will you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, it's a phenomenon. And there was two psychologists that kind of studied this. Uh, one was um, by the name of Lawrence Calhoun and Richard Tedeschi. Uh, post-traumatic growth is hap- what happens to an individual when they go through trauma. You can either become bitter or you can be- become better. I think in the Christian world, we called it becoming more like Christ because you become more of a servant. You're not thinking of yourself, but you're thinking of other people. And that's one thing I'm really proud with Sterling about. He wasn't just thinking about himself. He was thinking about other people who were less fortunate than what he was at the time. And he wanted to help and reach out to those individuals. And that's one reason he started the Push, Push, Pray Foundation. I love that. And I was actually looking up the definition. And uh, post-traumatic growth or benefit finding is positive psychological change experienced as a result of adversity and other challenges in order to rise to a higher level of functioning. So I, I think you're summing it up very well in layman's terms. <laughs> that is a fact. So if someone wants to uh, to donate, to learn more about your foundation, or to become involved, Sterling, what do folks need to do? They need to go to pushpushpray.org. Um, we have big buttons. We have a donate button that they can donate towards, or they can contact us, contact us through there. So, Sharon, we just have another minute or two left before we go to break, but financially, what was the biggest burden financially that wasn't covered by insurance that you found yourself having to raise the money to cover to provide quality life for Sterling? I think initially it was the FES bike, was a functional electrical stimulation bike. It's something that gives cardiovascular um, rehab and to stimulation. An individual. Yes, for someone who's not able to move their legs or move their arms, the electrodes will actively stimulate the muscles to work. And so he's getting a cardiac workout. Oh, my word. So that sounds pretty expensive. Is that something that, Sterling, you think that everyone with a spinal cord injury needs to have? Um, definitely. But, you know, the, the, the price of them is just... Probably as much as a car. Yeah, they're hard to come by. Yeah. Wow. And, and that's what you do is you're trying to raise money to provide some of this much needed equipment. And, and it's not necessarily the stimulation bike, but that was the biggest expense that you found that was most critical for your recovery. Yeah, definitely. Um, my legs are being able to maintain muscle exactly. better than anyone else that doesn't ride the bike. So I'm very thankful and blessed by that. Rusty, one thing I want to 
um, say about the FES bike, it doesn't work unless you use it. A lot of people will buy this. Uh, insurance may cover it for some people, but they don't use it. There are facilities now. I don't know if Tulsa has any now, but they do offer FES bikes. The center does have equipment similar to that. The center for uh, individual physical challenges. Here in Tulsa? Yes. When we come back from break, we'll talk a little bit more about the center, the Push Push Pray Foundation, and how you can become involved. Skyler? This is Sterling and Sharon Thomas you're listening to in part of senior class today. We're going to come back, wrap things up right here on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. Welcome back. You're listening to Senior Class on News 1023 KRMG. I'm Skylar Cooper sitting in for Russell Mills today with Russie McMurray and Brittany Burge. And we've been talking about Push Push Pray, an organization from Sterling and Sharon Thomas. They have shared an amazing story about Sterling's injury from a football from a football play that pretty much changed your life, Sterling. And we've been mm-hmm. If you missed any of this, you want to go back and listen to the podcast a little later on KRMG.com. Yes. Rusty, this has been an amazing hour. It really has. And good morning, senior class. Thanks for tuning in today. I want to uh, thank the founders of the Push Push Pray Foundation for being live here in the studios. I want to welcome Brittany Burge from the Linden Assisted Living and Memory Care. Um, I'll, I'll tell you, it's been a heartwarming story, uh, a story of to overcome adversity. I'll tell you, Brittany. Yeah, and just an overall message of hope. That's the that's the beauty in all of this, you know, that you didn't lose hope. And you have progressed so far, too. And I would like to point that out. I mean, will you just give us kind of a brief um, maybe summary of what they expected you to be able to do and then what you have accomplished that surpassed that? So initially, um, no one told me this, which I'm thankful no one did for a while. But initially, I was not supposed to be able to move my arms. Mm-hmm. Um, I was probably supposed to have 24-hour care. Um for the rest of my life, wow. but um, I progressed to, I'm using my arms now, um, mm-hmm. getting more movement in my hands, and I'm actually being able to unlock and lock my legs now. So Wow, yeah. oh my God. Yeah, individually, mm-hmm. oh, on your wow. own. That's and you're maintaining somewhat a semblance of a normal life. You have a beautiful truck, better than my truck <laughs> outside. <laughs> um, you're still getting around, you're driving on your own, yeah. you're continuing to grow your foundation, but I've got to ask you this, Sharon said during the break, let's talk about some of the society's shortcomings with regards to accessibility for an individual in a wheelchair. What are some of the first things that you found that frustrated you, Sterling, and that the services are supposed to be there, but it's quite not working out as it was designed? Um, There's some things that, you know, you don't really think about until you need them. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And, uh, you know, sporting events or any kind of events at that, um, some places they kind of take care of you, but other places it's kind of like first come, first serve. So um, by that, I mean, when I want to go to a concert or something, I need to be, I have to order tickets on that first day because if I don't... You don't um, want to get a Because they only have so many. Yeah, and the problem with that is there's only a certain amount of wheelchair seats for Mm -hmm. those events and anybody Mm -hmm. can get them whether you're in a wheelchair or you're walking or or what? Oh. what? So it's kind of like, yeah. No, I didn't realize that. Yeah, already limited availability, but anybody can get them. You know, able-bodied people can sit anywhere in the, in the building. Mm-hmm. But wheelchair, there's only certain place for wheelchairs, but wow. you're still competing with those people who can walk. Um, another thing is um, parking. Um, you know, some people, 
surprisingly actually parking handicaps who don't have a handicap decal don't don't have a disability or anything and and it really those are spots are limited and Mm -hmm. your truck is fully automated so the doors open it swings out and if you don't have space to be able to do that you can't park no and um, sometimes i even come out to my truck after parking and someone's parked in a blocked off area where you're not supposed to park yeah. For those, uh, so you have to sit there and wait to, yeah. until they come out and leave mm-hmm. before you can get into your car. Yeah, definitely. And that can be just frustrating, especially, yeah. um, you know, I've just scheduled to stay on and I have other places to go. So trying to wait for someone to get back to their car after, I guess you could say, breaking the law. Yeah. Kind of How inconsiderate. I would like to take this opportunity mm-hmm. right now to request, please do not park in, in handicap handy- spots if you are not... In need. If you are not in need. And one of the things that it's becoming so easy to get a handicap, handicap sticker now mm-hmm. that it's being abused. That's you know, true. I see people mm-hmm. with a handicap sticker and three people hop out of the car and walk straight in. And I immediately turn and think of you. I'm like, you're parking in a handicap spot. Not one of you has a cane or even a walker. What about my friend Sterling that needs that parking <laughs> spot right. that actually is in a wheelchair? So do you think that there needs to be a change between wheelchair accessible parking and handicap parking there's two totally different things that's true yeah, yeah. I, know, I know my doctor's doctor's office they have a handicap they have handicap parking mm-hmm. and then they have wheelchair accessible handicap parking so handicap parking is just closer to the door but there's no blocked off spaces the wheelchair accessible has blocked off spaces so you can get in and out of your car with your wheelchair right and that's what's important so folks that are out there listening today, please don't take those parking spots for convenience because they're much needed by individuals more than you. All right, so I want to share a couple of stories, Sharon Sterling, of uh, of what your foundation has done for some people, not only in our local community, about, but around the country. You talked about an individual that had just reached out to you over the last month uh, from Texas that needed a scholarship to help pay for some of his care. But from the largest of large to the smallest of small, what are some of the things that you guys have done to encourage hope and spirit in those that less fortunate? I think a lot of is education, giving them the information they need and directing them to where they want to go. Um, we offer resources and help them to navigate the system. But we have an individual in uh, Missouri who we have just recently awarded a deck for his pool. He was gifted a raised above ground pool, but he didn't have access to the pool. And so one of the things that we're in the process right now is getting a deck that's accessible for him and safe that he can get up there and interact with his family and have fun in his pool. See, well, also, a ther- there's all kinds of therapies you can do mm-hmm. in a pool as well. So that's probably another reason that's very important it, for him. It too. really is. So how do people get a How did this person out of state found, find out about the Push Push Pray Foundation and that you would help him get a deck for a pool? I mean, I've just got to find out. How does somebody, <laughs> I mean, I guess once the word gets out that you're helping, but how does that word get out? Is well, it a lot just- of times you can go to the internet and enter uh, spinal cord injury foundations or uh, assistance for spinal cord injuries, but also we're listed at the CRISPR Reef site. We're listed with the I Shepherd see. Center. We're also listed for the United um, Spinal Cord Injury Association as a resource for individuals with a spinal cord injury. Okay, so Sterling... You're very motivational, and I, I appreciate you taking time and waking up with us today, but you've probably got to be doing a lot of uh, inspirational speaking. I mean, where you get in and talk to small groups about overcoming adversity, you have a great voice, great personality. Is that something that you see yourself doing more and more of, is inspirational speaking and really reaching out to those individuals that are trying to overcome that adversity? 
Um, yeah, definitely. I was never a big public speaker growing up. I always liked speaking amongst friends and having a good time. But speaking in front of people was not my strong suit. But over the years, um, I've learned that I've been able to help a lot of people who can hear my story and, um, you know, tell them about hardships and adversity and help them get through perseverance. So, um yeah, I and let like people to. know how that faith and that Christian foundation Definitely. really gave you that strategic advantage from some of the others that are mm-hmm. trying to overcome the same adversity. Definitely. So I look forward to doing more and more and maybe even considering it as a career one day. Okay, so if there's someone out there listening today that may be a small group leader or would like for you to come to speak to their youth group or their high school group, what do folks need to do to schedule that time to have you come out and share your story with their group? Um, They can go to the website and contact us. I'm also on every platform of social media you can think of, so um, (laughs) they can definitely message me on there. Pushpushpray.org. That's pushpushpray.org. Sharon? Share with me a story of what it's like to um, to have come into this situation knowing more than the average person with your healthcare background. Is that really why you and Sterling decided to start Push Push Pray? Is because not everyone had that uh, that educational advantage that you did in fighting this this gosh challenge. Well, it's kind of a blessing and a curse. You know, you know just enough that. <laughs> you don't really want to know. You know enough to be scared, honestly, oh, right? right? Yeah. And for Sterling, it has been a blessing and a curse to have a mom as a physical therapist because <laughs> every day he as gets As he it. smiles. <laughs> <laughs> but that's very important. Activity-based treatment is very crucial to anybody, anybody living with a spinal cord injury. And in fact, Patrick Rummerfield, the first fully functioning quadriplegic, he is the reason why they have acti- activity-based treatment because he and his dad was at it every day. For recovery and just to ward off complications from the spinal cord injury. Yeah, because it's not just the, um, you know, being physically impaired that you're having to overcome. There's also a lot of additional, um, I don't know what the word is, symptoms, I suppose, that accompany, you know, being a quadriplegic, right? Yes. If you and I were just to sit all day, just think about that sitting all day, no movement. What happens to the flow of your Exactly, circulation. your circulation. Yeah, blood clots have become mm-hmm. a problem. All kinds of things yes. can accompany that. So, Well, if you want more information about the Push Push Pray Foundation, how you can donate, become involved as a volunteer, or just as a prayer partner for the foundation, go to their website. It's pushpushpray.org. That's pushpushpray.org. All right, we have another minute or so. Let's promote the um, luau this upcoming Thursday at the Linden. And I would like to just really stress, it's open to the public. Anybody can come. You don't have to be interested in assisted living, nothing. It's just a way to celebrate with the community and- And have a lot of fun. Go to a pig roast. Have a lot of fun, yeah. I mean, we're gonna have a pig roast. We're gonna have all kinds of Hawaii-themed activities going on. We have a DJ. It's going to be super fun. 81st Street South and Highway 169. Yes. The Linden Assisted Living and Memory Care. From 4 to 7 p.m. on Thursday, May 24th. Thank you guys so much today. You've been listening to Sterling and Sharon Thomas. Appreciate you guys coming on and sharing your story. That's been very interesting to listen to. And again, it's Push Push Pray. Go to pushpushpray.org. Back next week for more senior class at 8 a.m. right here on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG.
have been listening to Senior Class Radio with host Rusty McMurray. Thanks for listening. Tune in to Senior Class Radio with Rusty McMurray every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Right here on News 1023 and AM 740 KRMG. Until next time, have a great weekend. God bless. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.